lovely listeners, it's your intuitive friend, Kiddo Moon, with episode six, season one of Survival Guide of a Psychic Medium. The long-awaited Q&A episode is here, and I want to thank you so much for writing in. Now, I can't answer all questions I received, but keep listening and your question might be answered in a future episode. Remember, these are my opinions, so please take them as such. I hope you enjoy today's chat and let's get to it. connect more clearly with my spirit guides. How can I do this? Trish. Hi, Trish. Connecting with your spirit guides is not the difficult part. The part that I noticed my past students struggled the most with was distinguishing between the information from their guides and their own mind. Keeping your mind completely clear is it's not an easy task without practice. There are different ways to connect with your guides. And I think trying different ones and then creating your own is the best way to go. Trust and having no expectations is the easiest way to get things flowing. Remember, whatever information you get is just guidance and you always have free will. Also, your guides will always give you the space and they won't be in your energy all the time. So if you feel a presence or something that is disguising itself as a guide, it most likely is a random spirit or entity. Guides will never be disappointed or demand things from you or give you advice or knowledge with conditions. It's always 100% support and love. Here are some quick tips to help connect with your guides. So how to get in touch with your spirit guides. Tip number one, before you open yourself to channels and receiving messages, always ground and clear yourself of any negativity. Clear and protect the space you are in and center yourself. Tip number two, sit and think of what the feeling of eternal love feels like. Once you recognize this feeling, Ask your guides to step forth. You will feel the same feeling only higher beings of the light can radiate eternal love. Tip number three, keep your mind clear and ask your guides to give you messages you need to hear. Allow any images, words, and feelings to come through. Now, don't allow your ego and mind to make sense of it. Tip number four. Using a crystal can help. Amethyst, selenite, we got tourmaline, celestite, and labradorite. They're great crystals to start with. For a more intense energy connection, I personally like to use petalite or huckamer diamond or numite and even rainbow myonite. If you want something intense and out there, I would hold a meteorite or even moldovite. So be aware that they can make you feel dizzy. So I wouldn't wear them all day. Tip number five. If you're unsure if your spirit guide is who they say it is, then always ask, are they of the light? 
Only beings of the light can say yes because they resonate with that frequency. A simple yes or no. If you hear nothing or hear silly responses like maybe or uh, I could be, etc., this is not your guide. Send them away with the help of Archangel Michael. Tip number six. The more you practice meditation and grounding yourself, the stronger your connection will get. Don't rush. Take your time. Your guides, they're not going anywhere. So I hope those tips help you out, Trish. Let me know. Hi, Kid Moon. I love your Q&A and it's been insightful. I wrote about the orbs in episode three and you mentioned a dog and Santa's helper from the Simpsons. I have never met you and I don't know how you knew this information, but my first rescue greyhound was brown and I got him on Christmas day. My friends jokingly called him Santa's little helper from the cartoon because he was a total goofball. I didn't like the name his racer gave him, nor the nickname my friends gave him, but I did name him Little Helper because he helped me so much during a difficult time in my life. It brought me to tears to know he's around and visiting me. After he passed, it took me a long time to adopt another rescue dog because his loss was so traumatic for me. Knowing he is still here and energy has healed a sadness in me I carried for years. Thank you so much for your guidance. You are gifted and I am a new fan, Gil. Well, hi again, Gil. Thank you so much for your feedback. I'm, I'm so touched you resonated with the information I got about your beloved companion, Little Helper. I am a big animal lover and I often always pick up on people's pets, either past or present, first before I actually pick up on the person themselves. I just want to say thank you so much for sharing such a heartfelt story. It's beautiful you both had each other in this lifetime. And death is not the ending. It's just a transformation birth into what we already are. So our loved ones and even animals are always with us and always visiting. So next time you see that orb, you know what? Say hi and blow kisses to little helper. Dear psychic medium Stacy, I'm a psychic reader and have been doing so for five to six years now. I'm struggling with maintaining a positive outlook on this career I have chosen because my clients either are in a dark place in their lives and not satisfied with help or seek answers to questions that don't even serve them, such as, will I get rich or does this person like me, etc., etc. Um, any tips on how to revamp or encourage better clientele's and career direction? Shonda. Hi, Shonda. I hope I'm pronouncing your name correctly. I can tell from your email, your energy is feeling down and in a rut. I have been doing this on and off for over 20 years. And the best advice I can give to a fellow reader is you can't read people with judgment or expectations because it will drain and wear you down. And that's horrible for your life force energy and your physical health. 
but I 100% know where you're coming from and how frustrating it can be. We psychic mediums live in the in-between. We are here in this reality, yet we are connected to other realities as well. It's a constant balance of maintaining an equilibrium of both realities. And I'll be honest, it is tiring, but this is who we are and this is part of our growth as spiritual beings. In the beginning, I thought I had to follow the same way of reading people as every other reader I came across, but I didn't like the direction it was going for myself because it didn't serve my higher purpose, which is to help and remind people of their own spirit and power. It was a lot of questions of wanting short-term gains with no work. I ended up stepping away from reading for some time because it did wear on my psyche. After a long process of questioning myself about what I wanted and how I was going to get it, I concluded that the simplest answer is the law of attraction. You exude what you want and you will attract that in return. So I completely revamped how I read people and let them know that I offer what is for their highest good only. If you're not ready to confront your shadow to put in the work and action to attain what you want, then I'm not the reader for you. So Shonda, I would take your time and set your own boundaries about what you will accept and not accept in a client. To be able to help others in their spiritual development is an amazing journey and to generate an income by doing so is an added bonus. If you are doing this simply for financial gain, then I'm sorry to say you will always attract vibrational clients and you will quickly realize your spiritual growth will be a bit stunted. You have to want to do it because you want to. It is 100% okay to not want to if you are a psychic medium. I have met other readers that felt they had to do it because they could, but didn't really enjoy it. It is your choice on how you use your gifts. Many only like to do it part-time and that is fine as well. I personally limit the clientele I take, so I still have enough energy to focus on my other interests as well. I hope this tidbit of information helps you, Shonda. Keep in touch. Dear Kiddo Moon, I enjoy your podcast. I think I live in a haunted house. Since I moved in a year ago, there have been weird things happening. Lights flicker all the time and I have an electrician come out to look and everything is fine. Every night watching TV, I feel a presence and the presence follows me to bed and I end up having horrible sleep and nightmares. I made the mistake of using a Ouija board after the light flickering, and that is when the presence and the bad sleep start to happen. I can't afford to move again, and I don't know what to do. Please help, Laura. Hi, Laura. Thank you for writing in and trusting me to give you some advice during a pretty stressful and scary time for you. 
I do hope my advice helps, and if you need more, please feel free to get in contact again. So, I have lived in a few places that had entities or spirits residing there. I don't know if I drew something there or if it was already there, but there was one place in particular that was definitely haunted. Hauntings are usually energy and spirits that are stuck or won't move on from a particular location or object. By the sound of it, this entity was already in the home when you moved in. It's not uncommon to find something amiss after a couple weeks or even a few months. Personally, I don't recommend the Ouija board because most of the time it's treated too casually. If you are to use one, you need to create a protection circle around you and the place you are using it. You also have to ask the right questions to make sure you are speaking with who they say they are. Many times, people have opened this door and invited any stranger in. It is then no wonder why the entity won't leave. Couch crasher spirit. (laughs) So don't feel too bad. You might have used the Ouija board in the wrong way. You can still easily remedy your situation. Now, fair warning, it takes a lot of work to really help a spirit move on. Some just won't and you have to make do with that. But at the very least, you can lessen the interruptions and claim your space back. So here are some good tips I think that will help you. Now, I would first cleanse your place once a week for at least a few months. You can do a smoke cleanse or use Florida water or both. Make sure your windows are open when doing this. And as you're going through your home cleansing, state your intention clearly. You can say something like, I ask Archangel Michael to cleanse and protect this home of any negative energy and to bring spirit to the light. I bless this home in love and light and take ownership of this space as my home. You can word it in, you know, any way that is comfortable to you, but it is important that you make your intentions clear and set a boundary that you will not tolerate any spirit BS. Afterwards, I would sit in the center of your home and set the energy you want in your home. Now, if it's a stubborn spirit, it will ramp up the activity like a like a kid throwing a dad drum. But like any good parent, stand your ground and say, no, and I send you love and light, and then ignore it. Even if you are scared, please know that it is a form of intimidation. It cannot hurt you if you don't allow it. The more you take ownership of your energy and space, the more it will start to realize that you can't be influenced or messed with. Now, with spirits that are stuck and feel like they must protect the place they are in, some people can accept this fact and they learn to cohabitate. However, I would stress that it is important to set your boundaries as you would with any roommate. If you feel that none of this is working, you might have to call in a psychic, a priest, Hindu. However, I would make sure that the person you hire has experience with this sort of thing. Also keep in mind that it might take more than just one session. 
After these sessions, I recommend that you continue grounding and protecting your home. There's a lot of different methods of clearing a haunting, but this one I find works the best because it is about you taking back your power and your space. Oh, and if you feel a presence before bed, always call upon Archangel Michael or Kali to boot it out. Claim your space when you sleep, and you can even spray some Florida or holy water around your bed. Also, having protective crystals next to you can help. Like, my favorite is tourmaline, or you can use obsidian and hematite. You can also bless your home as well, which would help. And I do believe in episode four, one of the questions I help a listener bless and protect her space. I hope this helps and please don't feel scared. I know that it is easier said than done, but you are in control and in power of your home and space. You are able to manifest and physically change things by putting them in action. Negative spirit, they can't. Hi, Stacy. In your previous episodes, you mentioned lucid and astral dreaming. May I ask how you do this? I am very interested, but have the hardest time maintaining a lucid dream. Astral ham. <laughs> First off, astral ham. I gotta know, why ham? Are you trying to astral project ham? Or are you hamming it up? <laughs> I love this unique username. Anyhow, yes, you are correct. I do lucid and astral dream. Sometimes more frequently than others, depending how busy I am. If I do it too much, I can end up overtired, but I do absolutely love it. It's like the best vacation ever for me. <laughs> the first time I had a lucid dream, um, wow, it was a long time ago, decades ago. And I recall becoming aware that I was dreaming and everything became so clear visually. In this reality, I always feel like there's a fog or a haze. But in astral land or even lucid dreaming, everything is so crystal clear. Note that it is pretty common for newcomers to be stuck in a spinning cycle while you lucid or astral. It took me a couple times before I was able to control my energy and make the spinning stop. Uh, now, I haven't read any books on the subject, so I'm not an expert at all. So I can only tell you what has worked for me. If I want to lucid or astral dreams, I set that intention before bed. And I tell myself over and over that I'm going to sleep now. Once I wake up in a dream, I'm aware that I'm asleep and dreaming. And then <laughs> I go wherever I want. Throughout the experience, I will remind myself that I am asleep. So the unconscious part of my brain doesn't take over again. On the other hand, I can feel myself starting to wake up if I become too awake during a lucid or astral session. It is a balance of maintaining that perfect ratio of between the conscious and the unconscious. Because I'm essentially awake in my dreams, I can wake up tired. I don't recommend doing this every night. You do need some good unconscious sleep as well. 
Um, but another fun activity is visiting friends in their dreams. I have done this before and have friends confirm what I saw was in their dream or they saw me in their dream. Um, usually they saw me floating all in white and calling their name. And for some, it scared them. Now, back then I was naive and I should have asked permission before doing this. Before I just thought, hey, let me try this and not thinking it could be scary for the other person. Now, always ask permission. If you're like me and have a lot of international friends, it's a nice way to visit them. <laughs> um, the best advice I can give is to just use the auto suggestion. Keep practicing and before you know it, you will get the hang of it. Dear Stacy, I have started collecting crystals and love it. However, now that it is so trendy, I saw a Moldovite all over social media and I purchased one. It cost a lot. Well, since then, I feel it has changed my life upside down for the worse. I also feel horrible when I carry it. Am I using this crystal wrong? I wanted to throw it away, but it cost me so much money. I don't want to give it to someone else that will harm. Uh, Periwinkle Jam. Periwinkle Jam? I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, Moldovite, the evil crystal. <laughs> I'm just totally joking. It's not evil or bad at all. It is not for everybody because it's pretty powerful stuff. It's... Well, maybe when we get down to technicality, it's glass, and since it came from the heat and impact of a meteorite, its energy is strong and powerful. Pretty powerful stuff to handle. So it's not uncommon for people to feel dizzy or not well while carrying Moldovite. I personally wouldn't wear it all day, every day. Be aware that because it is expensive, there will be a lot of fake sellers out there. It has a certain look to it, like a dark green bumpy with ripples in it. Only purchase Moldovite from a reputable seller. Moldovite is a great piece to have when you are ready to make major changes in your life. It will bring up heavy things and even shadow work. Its energy is about clearing out the dark rooted stuff we hide or don't want to confront. It can also feel like it changes your world upside down. And it's kind of like the tower card from the tarot. It's going to break down what no longer serves you so you can rebuild from a stronger foundation. For example, if you are in a bad relationship, you could suddenly start noticing negative things about your partner. Fight more often and that could lead to a breakup. You can say, oh my God, how could you Moldovite? But then sometime later, you will see it was the best thing that could have happened to you because that relationship was not aligned with your highest good. I hope the analogy makes sense. This, of course, is the more dramatic side of Moldavite, and not every piece is going to turn your world upside down, but it will help clear out what no longer serves you. When I work with Moldovite, I always hear odd sounds or whispers. This appears to be a pretty common feature. Some people will hear things while they sleep, so I wouldn't sleep with it unless you want some weird, intense dreams. 
I personally feel its energy thins the veil between dimensions. Um, when working with Moldovite, prepare yourself first and be aware of what might come up. If you are very sensitive to crystals and new to crystals, I would recommend that you take your time using Moldovite. It's okay to set it away for a while and come back to it when you're ready. Also note that there might be some crystals that you just will not vibe well with, and that's okay. We're all different and have different vibrations. I knew a lady that could not stand rose quartz. I mean, rose quartz is one of the most common and softest energy crystals, but she always complained it made her feel ill. And in the end, if she didn't want that crystal around her, that's okay. So don't throw out your crystal, take a break from it, and give it time till you come back to it. If you decide to resell it, that's fine. Just make sure you cleanse your piece properly before doing so. Always cleanse your new crystals you purchased before use. And thank you so much for writing in, and good luck. Moldovite is a really cool piece to have. Moon Psychic. Hi, hi. You are so kind to answer fellow intuitive questions. I love listening to your advice. I can tell you care. My question I have that many other readers can't seem to answer clearly. How am I supposed to live this experience? Diana K. Hi, Diana. Great question. And thank you for writing in. This is a deep and broad topic and hard to condense in this segment. So in next week's episode seven, I will go into it what I have learned about how to live this life reality. Now, I call them the five P's because, well, they all start with letter P. Um, but the five P's has helped me and the way I see and carry myself in this world. It's also allowed me to absorb so much more we often miss in life because of everyday distractions. So stay tuned for episode seven because it is going to get deep. This concludes episode six, season one of the Survival Guide of a Psychic Medium. Each episode is uploaded every Thursday. If you would like to send in a question for me to answer, you can do so via my website, kiddomoon.com, or simply email me at kiddomoon at gmail.com. And I'm also on Instagram under the same name, kiddomoon. Remember, stay kind to yourself and to others. Talk to you next time. <laughs>